0: that's the hard part
1: yeah the, because because instagram and everything has told us that you get this 15 year old made six figures overnight I, yeah I whatever Six figure business yeah Look, man whatever. six figures is cool but people got six figure salaries with none of the risk of running a business <laughs> like that ain't really a, the goal should not
2: be
0: Bro,
1: dude. stop
0: Welcome to The Smartest Podcast, a show that is dedicated to helping you achieve success. I'm your host, John Colder Lawson, entrepreneur and best-selling author. In this episode, you will hear from one of the most successful people in the world. So get ready to improve yourself, by learning from those who have already found success. All right, yo, people, what's up? This is your boy, John. I'm here today with a good virtual friend of mine. I've never met this man in person. You know we've never met in person,
1: right? Never met in person, but we've met a lot of, I've met a lot of your friends in person. A lot That's of funny, friends.
0: huh? Yeah. That's funny.
1: All right, so tell the people who you are, Ron. All i right, right, I'm, I'm Ron Story Jr. I'm originally from East St. Louis, Illinois, but I currently reside down in Medellin, Colombia. For the past three years, I've been here in Medellin. Um, I am the founder of Pitch DB, where we help people to share their perspective via podcast, speaking gigs, uh, things of that sort. Um, so, yeah, most people know me as the sales guy because of my my main company is called Five Contacts, where we set up sales meetings for people. So. That turned into someone asked me for hey, you do sales meetings, can you help me to get booked for speaking gigs? So then we started this speaking gig booking business on the side. So
0: yeah, that's interesting. So that's how it all started, eh? Yeah, or at least this last. It. So what's your background? Where'd you come from? I mean, yeah, you came from St. Louis, but uh what yeah, you so, know?
1: So me. yeah, born and raised in East St. Louis, started selling insurance and investments. Uh, back in uh, 2000, May of 2000, uh, while I was in college, and um, did that for five years with a company called Northwestern Mutual. Eventually, I went on to uh, operate eight Allstate agencies. Um, I hesitate to say own because you really don't ever own anything with Farmers, Allstate, or a State Farm. You're kind of renting them. But I had eight Allstate agencies out in the Virginia Beach area. Um, And then I became the district manager over Illinois and Iowa for Farmers Insurance. So I ran 300 agents for them, 300 agencies for them. And um, eventually got into the software business because I realized most software people knew how to code, but they didn't know how to sell. So um, for the last 10 years, actually, yeah, it'll be 10 years in September, um, I've been working with software companies, either my own or other ones, to build out sales systems.
0: Wow, Did, okay, so I mean, basically you cut your teeth and it's yours.
1: Yeah, man, I learned everything I know about selling by selling a, a dream that happens at your worst nightmare, which is life insurance, right? Right, right. You know, you, when you die, you get to provide someone else you know, a lifestyle. And I had to sell someone on investing money into something that they would never benefit from. Um, so I figured if you could sell that, you can sell anything.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I mean, I've never looked at it like that, but yes, you won't be here after when, when the policy cashes in, it's for everybody else.
1: Yeah. It don't don't benefit you at all. I mean, there are some, you can borrow some money from some and do all that stuff. But I mean, that ain't why you do it. (laughs) You know, you don't, you don't buy life insurance for that. You buy life insurance for. Because you love somebody, you want to leave them a nice love letter. Um, yeah. you know, I always joke and say, My dad, when my dad died, you know, my inheritance was a history of alcoholism and diabetes, right? Well, I want to leave something different for my little baby. So, you know, that's why I bought life insurance 20 years ago before I had a kid.
0: So if you're 20 years old now or you're 25 years old now, what would you recommend that they do?
1: As much term insurance. As the companies will allow them to buy term, as much term insurance as the company will allow them to buy.
0: That's interesting. I mean, because uh, you know, there a lot of people are selling these whole life insurance policies and things like that, and it's like you know, this is where you can invest your money. Blah 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 blah. Why are you telling me
1: term? Because that they're saying that because that benefits the the agent, right? Uh So you know, I'm a partner in a in a publicly traded company. Called the Marketing Alliance, and it's 250 of the largest insurance brokerages in the in the country, and I, I'm one of those 250. So I know how the how the commissions work. And when you when someone talks to you about a whole life policy, and in that first year you see the cash values are zero, mm-hmm. that's because all of that money that you put in that $10,000 or $5,000 that you paid in premiums that year that went to that agent, right? And when you see it at 50%, so now you've paid two years of, let's say it's $10,000 a year, right? The first year, your cash value is going to be $300 because that agent took all that as commissions. The second year is going to be $5,000. But you put $20,000 in, but that's because the agent above them had to get paid, right? Okay, yeah. You don't break even where you can take out the same amount as you put into a life insurance policy until year 10, Year Man. ten Year is 10. what
0: it takes to break even.
1: Yeah, I can I can just Google their life insurance policies, whole life policies in Google, where people have screenshotted them, and they haven't changed. You know,
0: right? And so you're putting in hundred grand. Yeah, ten thousand over ten years, and then I can finally pull out hundred grand after ten years. After ten years, but they've held, you know, hundred grand. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, and well, at, at basic, grand a year and if you know the rule of 72, at basic 6% interest, right. that 100 grand should be 200 grand. Mm. Because the rule of 72, you basically divide the interest rate into 72, and it tells you how many years it takes for your money to double. Wait
0: a minute. Interest rate divided by 72, and it tells no, you how into many? 72. Years. Into 72. Yeah. So 72 so divided by the interest rate.
1: Yep, exactly. So if gotcha. you're getting... 7% interest, you're going to double your money in 10 years. percent oh, interest, you're going to double your money in 7.2 years. I'm writing this shit down. Oh, yeah, yeah, record it. <laughs> well, that's right. I got it on recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, if if I were to go in, like, I could share screens and show you a, yeah, a yeah. life insurance policy, right? You want me to do that and show you what I'm talking about? No. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, because we're on an audio. Okay, well, they can watch the video on YouTube,
0: man. Yeah, that's true too. You know, you know? but, but so, no, because uh-uh, this is not but, about insurance. But I mean, you got me in a rabbit hole, and I'm interested. <laughs> but that's the gist of it. So here's the reason why
1: I, I uh-huh. tell people not to do that. I think, I think that there's some positives to doing that because if you're undisciplined, it forces you to save money. Right? If you're right. undisciplined, it's forced savings, and there's a consequence. If you don't do it, you lose everything that you put in, <laughs> That's ridiculous. right? So that's a, that's a huge consequence. So it's forced savings. The other side though, if you're a disciplined person, the same borrowing that they're talking about, if you put a hundred grand into your fidelity or any type of, uh, uh, Wells Fargo trading account, they'll give you a margin loan against that. Mm-hmm. So what do you, ain't no benefit. I mean, you can borrow against your positions in the market already. Right, right.
0: So, oh, okay. So when you're pulling that money out, if you don't, you can keep it. But if you don't put it back in, it's it's basically a loan you're paying off to yourself.
1: Yeah, the, the, yeah. the insurance policy is going to eat that up. Okay. And you're okay. going to end up paying more right. down the road for the insurance because you didn't pay the loans back. Yeah. So it's very technical. I just think that, when it comes to an investing, you should do investments. And when it comes to protecting, you should do insurance. And most people that are young, they're still trying to grow wealth. So they shouldn't be doing wealth protection strategies when they don't have any wealth to protect.
2: Hmm.
1: Right? Very good. Because I mean, hundred grand in my pocket that I have access to now is better than hundred grand in a life insurance policy. I don't care if they say, oh, well, there's double, double interest on it. Yeah, man. But Ooh, come on. Well, I got to add all this complexity just to get my money back. Just buy a term policy. And if I'm a disciplined saver, I can make whatever investments I want to make, right? Okay. And, I mean, if you really want to get, like, high tech. Okay, like, let's get high tech. Fine. Yeah, so yeah. Most, most people are, are commission-driven. So most financial advisors, they're not paid to give you advice. They're paid to, to sell you the uh-huh. something better than the worst-performing thing in your portfolio, that's what we're trained to do.
0: So, so I, first thing you're going to do is go through my portfolio.
1: And find the worst performing thing you have and then replace it with something that I have. Oh, that's a great, that's a good hustle though. Yeah. But that's why they're not called financial advisors. They're called okay. financial representatives or insurance agents or investment brokers. They're not allowed to be called financial advisors unless they go through a specific like CFP training
2: so, are you
0: are you allowed to make profits on recommendations if you're a financial service uh 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 what'd you say it's they're not a provider they are a what yeah they're yeah. not an advisor they're advisor just, so yeah. are, are advisors allowed to make money on
1: no they're okay. allowed to make commissions on what's sold so that's why commission. they get paid up front not on the back end off of performance ah so when you go to your guy Northwestern Mutual and he puts you in an American Funds mutual fund, he gets his commission up front off of that, and the, you haven't even performed anything yet, right? When someone buys an annuity, that annuity person gets paid tomorrow, and the annuity ain't even fixed yet, like it ain't even done nothing yet, right? <laughs> you know, so but that's that's the, the, the that side of it. Um, what I think everybody should do, okay. if I, if I could go back and give my 25 year old self advice, I would set up a Roth yes. self-directed IRA yes. or a Roth self-directed 401k. The key word is self-directed, which means that I can invest in real estate. I could buy a franchise. I can buy anything that is not a mutual fund inside of my IRA or my 401k. And if you're self-employed, you can do like 55,000 a year in a self-directed business owner 401k. 55k? Oh, in a 401k. Yeah. Yeah, In the 401k it's 55,000. And then the Roth, you
0: can do like six.
1: Yeah. In the IRA for a person with a regular job, that's uh-huh. participating in their 401k at their job. Uh-huh. They can't, you can't have two 401ks. Oh. So, so,
0: that, so that's why the Roth is for, you got the 401k at your job, the Roth is something you can do on top the, of The IRA that. is something you can do outside
1: of your job. But right. guess what? You can opt out of that one at your job. You don't have to take that. And I and can do you, a self-directed 401? Self-directed, business owner, self-employed 401k and do 55,000 a year.
0: Wait just making sure if I'm working for this company, I can opt out and then do the self-direct.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but let me tell you why your financial advisor has no incentive to tell you to do that. Because he doesn't get paid any commissions on anything that's self-directed. Mm-hmm. So he, don't, he has no incentive.
0: There's now, wait. a rule. One more, okay, He's a,
1: go ahead, tell me that. There's a rule. There's a rule called selling away, which basically says that a financial advisor cannot talk about an investment that's not represented by his broker. So if you've ever met with a financial advisor, you own real estate, mm-hmm. he never talks about it mm-hmm. because it's a it's an investment that's not represented by his brokerage. So what he'll tell you, sell that and bring that over to us. But he gonna never tell you, hey man, here's another building you should get. I mean, the, the industry is, um, in the words of Jay-Z, the industry is shady. It needs to be taken over.
0: Yeah, right? you know. Yeah.
1: All right. right. now I can't
0: make now if I have a matching 401 k at my job, I can't make them match my self directed one, can I?
1: No, you okay, can't make, make, make them match. Sense. You can't make them match the six percent outside of that. That's okay. an incentive for to you keep to keep it to, inside into their thing.
0: Okay. Right? And once I'm in that thing, I ha- I can only have one of those.
1: Yeah, and you can done. change your contributions to zero. Right. And then take and put 55 grand over there. So let me give you the best example. Imagine you great. make $250,000 at That's your job. Okay, all right. Right? You're going to max out that seventeen five dollars or whatever because you get like 15% of your income or $17,500. That, that, those are the old rules. But okay. you get whichever's the least oh, of the two. Okay. Right,
0: it may Either be you're going 000. to max out, or it's going to be a, a percentage of whichever one is the least, the lowest.
1: Okay, yeah. right. If I make two hundred and fifty thousand, I want to put away fifty five grand. Right, keep your keep your six percent on that uh, on that seventeen thousand. If that's the number we're going to use, keep ah. your six percent on that because that ain't as valuable as me not paying taxes on
0: fifty five right. grand. All right, you'd have messed everybody up. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down. We're gonna use zeros on the end. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying if I've got a hundred thousand dollar job, they will match up to, would you say seventeen percent? Usually six percent. Six percent of that. So that means for every six thousand I put in, they'll put in six thousand. Overall for that year, I put in twelve thousand, my yep. six plus their six. You're mm-hmm. saying, however, let's say I'm making two hundred thousand a year, mm-hmm. right? Then. I can put in how much on on that one with matching,
1: right? The maximum would be fifteen percent, which would be thirty thousand. Which would be but thirty thousand.
0: Ca- no, yeah, ca- because no. you can't put in. But 15%. they're only going to. But but, the, but they're only going to match up to six.
1: I know, but I'm saying what well, you can put in tax free though. Uh huh. It's thirty thousand, which is
2: thirty thousand. But they're gonna ca- going to cap it over and
1: above. Yep, that's going
0: over and above though. What mm-hmm. they're going to match, they're only going to match the six percent. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. So if they're matching at six, my six is going to be 12,000. Mm-hmm. So I'll put in 12, they'll put in 12, blended together. That's 24,000. Mm-hmm. Now you tell me the next part. You're saying that if I have this 200K, I can pull, I can do zero over there and I can put in up to 55,000 or yeah, 55,000 yeah. in my own IRA. Yep, your own 401k. And my own 401k, so I can actually save more at this time without being capped by the fact that I'm doing it self directed versus at my job.
1: Yeah. So here's the here's the other side of it. There's a Roth 401k that I can do while still at the job. You put the money in. You put the money in after tax. But it grows tax free and you take it out tax free. Tax free.
0: Right. So, in that scenario, if I'm on the job, I put the 15% match, get there. I mean, put the six, what what did we say? It was 12 and 12, it was 24,000. Put that 24,000 over there. And then I can put the other part into a Roth. Exactly. Yep. That's it. So, here, I'm going to show you. Okay, now you can bring it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, it's all... It's I'm all, all we screen. all
1: in now, bro. We're all in deep. <laughs> yeah, so, so because you know people like, oh, that's BS. But dude, come on, man. I can just show you on the screen. Yeah. Right? So, eligibility rules for Solo 401k. What's the contribution limit? 58000
0: in 2021. This year it's what? 61000 in 2022. And if you're
1: over 50, you can put in an additional... 6,500 into a 401k got it and guess what there's a roth 401k
0: on top of that that i can do that you
1: can put in the money post-tax but all of it grows tax-free what's the value of that if you were a farmer and you had the choice of paying taxes on the seeds before they're planted on the harvest after you've harvested the corn and it's grown which one would you want to pay taxes on the, the seeds. seeds or the harvest? The seeds. Exactly. Cause that's the why seeds everybody are worth
0: much less than the harvest.
1: Yeah. You should be doing Roth. Wow. Right? You see that? So that's just the solo 401k. Now mm-hmm. here's the thing. Let me go back and let me share self-directed. Do you see? That's the key key, right? The self-directed solo 401k right? Which means that it's not attached to a mutual fund. You're gonna, you could put it in anything. You see that? Alternative assets like what? Real estate, private lending, equity, all this crap. Private equity, meaning you can buy businesses. You can do anything because you're directing where the money goes. You just pay a small um, administrative fee to the administrating company, the third-party administrator that makes sure you're not like commingling funds and things, but that's their job. You pay them a small fee, which is usually less than what your broker gets paid off of your mutual fund account. So is that like, I can, where can I open these? Oh yeah. So all you do, you just come in and you type in in Google uh-huh. you type. Yeah. So you come in and you say open, watch this self-directed 401k trustee. There it is, and then now people will show you there's different places, right? I have my ads turned off, but usually, you know, the ads are popular, but you just type in self-directed 401k open, Mm -hmm. and you're gonna get all the ads in the world for people that wanna show you how to do it.
2: Hmm.
1: Right? So again, there's there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? So everybody has an incentive for what they're selling. And once, since I was a financial advisor, once I was in that industry and I realized I wasn't paid to give advice, I was paid to sell stuff. So, because it's, it's illegal for financial advisors to give advice. Like it's not legal. It's not legal for advisors to give advice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not legal. Right? <laughs> That's funny.
2: <laughs> well, like, well, let me give you a great example. Here uh-huh. it is. So selling away. What does this say? Read it.
0: Read it for your That's audience so I'm not making it up. Okay. Selling away refers to offering or obtaining financial products for a client that are, are for a client that are not approved by a brokerage.
1: Yeah. So I can't talk to you about how do you do crowdfunding? I yeah. can't talk to you about how do you uh, invest in real estate. I can't talk to you about any of that.
0: So you can only talk to those people about things
1: that are approved. By your well, the broker that they work for. Wow. Cause they have an incentive. They only get paid on that stuff. So only sell our stuff because if, if I advise you on something that they don't represent the Arizona omissions insurance doesn't cover. It. Hmm. So they'll say, Oh well, dude, that's a violation. You shouldn't have been selling that." And then now I got to pay the fines out of my pocket. But if I made a mistake about something that's represented the Arizona omissions insurance that we all pay for, As an agent, that covers that.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, but this is stuff they don't want to tell you because then nobody would. Because they
0: don't make no money off of this. Exactly. So you wouldn't even be telling me this right now if you were still making money off of it.
1: (laughs) Actually, you know, I I still do make money off of it. I just, I still own an agency, but I don't make money (laughs) off of this. I still have insurance agents. But from the perspective of.
0: But those agents, those, those agents couldn't tell me.
1: Yeah, they would never tell you this.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Damn. All right.
0: That's, bro, I'm about to
1: make some money off of this call right here. There you go, man. At least at least be able to put away more money. Yeah. Direct where it's going. So if people are buying real estate, if you're buying real estate okay, outside of a self-directed yes. 401k plan. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, Let me wait. tell you another secret. Wait, I got wait, another wait. one for you.
0: you. Okay, go ahead. You're just
1: oh, oh, my gosh. Go. At what age can you take money out of your
2: 401k tax-free? 62 and a half. No, any Ah, age. What? Any age.
0: You can start taking drawdowns at any age? At any age, as long as you follow the rules. As long as I follow the rules. So I got this money in this self-directed 401k. I see a real estate property I want to buy for investment property. I can take the money out of that to purchase that? Yep. As long as I follow the rules. There has to be some crazy-ass rule. I'm going to show you. Oh, my
2: gosh. Watch this. Watch this. It's called, um, hold on, annuitization. Here it is. Right? So whenever
1: you go into into Google and you type in 401k early withdrawals, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to say, oh, 59 and a half. You got to wait to 59 and a half. All of this stuff. Right? But if you annuitize your asset, you can take it out at any time.
0: All right, you should go ahead and share the screen because I don't. So
2: change. yeah, yeah. watch this. Do so it. let's do it here. So early withdrawal regularly is 59 yeah. and a half. Okay.
1: Early withdrawal tax
2: free. Right. So let me show yep. you. So it's going to say, oh, yeah, you got this 10% penalty. Mm, No, you don't. Right? So there's Mm -hmm. a – this is what always is going to come up if you do a traditional withdrawal, right? Right. But there are a few exceptions to the 59.5 minimum. Right? Yeah, I'm rubbing my hands together. Makes sense?
1: Section 72T. 72T. That's it. Now, watch what it says. All it Uh says is basically you have to, all you have to do is annuitize the asset. Annuitize the asset.
0: Look at this 401k and
1: 403b plans. It is issued by the IRS. Cool. Substantially equal periodic payments, which is annuitization. Okay. Right. So what most people don't know is that 401k is not a product. 401k is section 401k of the IRS tax code. Uh-huh. The, the mutual fund companies went to the, as a way to get more people to put more money in the mutual funds, they went to companies and said, Hey, why don't you get, set up your, your employees, their 401k plan? Cause they realized the employees didn't know what, that that section even existed. And they said, well, but put our investments in there. Yeah. Hmm. That's it's all a game, man. That's why your four hundred one k plan goes through Vanguard, Fidelity. American yeah, plans. they don't let you pick. You're forced to use the people who right. they set it up as a as a custodian.
0: But you think you're picking because it's all
1: of their they give things. Give you a bunch inside. of funds.
0: Yeah, inside of their own. Shit, it's full of crap.
1: It is. I mean, it's a game. Oh yeah, but there it is. So this is it. Bob at age fifty uh-huh. is the owner of an IRA which he would like to start taking distributions in 2011. He would like to avoid the 72T additional 10% tax imposed on early distributions by taking advantage of the substantially equal periodic payment exception. Hmm. Bob's IRA IRA count has $400,000 as of December 31st. 120% of the applicable federal uh, minimum turn rate is assumed to be 2.93%, which means that's what he can take out. Hmm. So you take that he divides this by the life expectancy and this is he can take out a certain amount every year. So out of that $400,000, he can take out $1,000 a month for the rest of his life. If it was $4 million, he could take out 111,000. Yeah, 10,000 a month. Wow.
0: So you're right. kind of directing when you can take it out. Yeah. You pick it. You, you, can as long as you, you as long as you take it out over these protracted amounts. Yeah. And, and once you based do on it on dividing once you it by do the life, you,
1: you've point. done it right now. Yeah. People ask, well, Ron, why do you know about this? Cause my dad died in June and we buried him in September. I mean, he, he, um he retired in June and we buried him in September. He worked until he was 65. Uh huh. And his first retirement check from the school district was to come in September. He month, died yeah. before he got it. Right. So I ain't planning on using a 401k when you when I'm 70. I'm planning on using it soon. Because <laughs> yeah. black folks, black men don't make it to, like we don't make it as far as everybody else. What? So we gotta deal with the reality. What are we planning for? Mm. So I was like, dude, I don't want to wait till I'm 65 and can barely walk to be able to enjoy the money tax-free that I've accumulated. Mm. Now, here's the cool thing about that is that if you talk with the right planner, they'll teach you how to keep your assets inside, how to maximize, buy other properties and do other things. So that's a balloon amount anyway. So you end up with this large sum of money that you've Grown on a tax free basis, and then you could access at any age, right? But there you go, all right. That's enough. of, I don't even nah. do this stuff anymore, man. And I, you know, I ain't been in this business in 12 years, but you know what? This, this is why I left the business, though. I left the business because I'm like, I can't give real financial advice. Well,
0: I mean, yes, you can. Matter of fact, because you left the business, you can now give real financial advice, yeah. You know, I, I mean, something on this. But I, I, honestly, hey, let me just say something, bro. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that that we always say as black men, you know, you know and black people that we don't really get mm-hmm. from our ancestors because they didn't have wealth. You know, they didn't know how to play the game. They weren't really paying attention. They were so busy working and breaking their back till they get to 65 just to get that check. So, I mean... What you just shared with me today was very eye-opening and trust and believe I will be talking to my 30-year-old nephew, you know, in the next week or so about how this
1: part works. Imagine so. being imagine being 30 and buying your first properties inside of a of a Roth 401k. Yeah. I've... 55 grand that he can put inside of there. And it keeps growing. All of the when he sells it, when he flips it all of the proceeds go back into there
2: so that he can keep using it to buy more properties. Right. I wish I were 30.
1: Can I, I'm going to give you something. Watch this, check this out. Everybody got a phone, right? Yeah. So if you open up your Apple or whatever phone you have, go to the calculator. So let's be, let's be, when, when you was 20, when did you get your first job out of college? or in your
0: 20s. No, I I I got my first job in high school and I Okay, you know, but I'm talking
1: about like your first salary. My first salary,
0: I guess I was maybe 22,
1: 23. Okay. And what was that salary at the time?
0: Uh Let's say
1: it was $7 an hour, right? Okay. So Okay. Right? Cuz you know, I was so, young, I was young. Right? But but that's a wage. I'm talking about like a salary where it was like monthly, I'm going to I get I'm going to get paid $30,000 a year or whatever. Oh shit, I never got a salary. Okay. So I was let's say, always
0: an hourly worker. Okay.
1: So pretty much.
0: Say, I'm trying to think. I guess when I was in Accenture, maybe I wasn't. But most of the time I was an hourly worker. I, I was okay. definitely an hourly worker.
1: Let's just say someone makes 20 bucks an hour today. Okay. Right? Is it reasonable that they can come up with a thousand dollars?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's an eight thousand dollar. What are they making? Eight grand a month or something?
1: No, at, at, at twenty dollars an hour, that's 40 grand a year. Okay. 40 grand right? a year. 40 yeah. grand a year, right? So can they in one year can they save $83 a month to save up a thousand dollars?
0: Absolutely. So let's just go with that.
1: $83 bucks a month. They got a thousand dollars. They right. probably got that in their account now. Yes. Right. So here's what they do: they take that thousand dollars and they put it in a self-directed IRA. Mm-hmm. a Roth self-directed IRA, okay? Now, so on your calculator, on your phone, let's just do a thousand because that's where we're starting, Okay. right? So we're starting with a thousand. And we're doing a thousand dollars a year. So yeah, this zero, year zero, we're just starting yep. day one with a thousand dollars. Is it reasonable if I said, okay, next year, all I need you to do is to save another thousand dollars. Yes. Okay, so let's multiply that by two. So now we're at two thousand dollars, right? Yes. And I said, okay, you know, you get a tax return, and you get, um, and you can keep saving. Can you put another two thousand dollars into that Roth IRA in year two?
0: Okay, so I'm going to put my thousand dollars plus my tax return in.
2: Yeah, and that's just, going to be
0: around yeah, two grand, two
1: thousand dollars.
0: So that's two grand. All right. Just now we're so in year two, you're gonna put four in grand. two
1: thousand dollars. So yeah, now you should be at four grand.
0: Yeah, four grand, yes.
1: Right. But during that time, you're reading books on investing and in real estate and all this, and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put enough money in my Roth so that I can I can eventually uh buy real estate inside of it. Okay. Right? Or do something, do some type of business inside of it. Okay? Yep. So now we're going into year three. You probably got a raise. You probably still can save that $83 a month and you probably still get a tax return. Is it reasonable after a person has been working for three, three years, years, that we could ask them to save another four grand,
0: another four grand,
1: four grand, all right, you here got we the go. two, grand. all right. All right. That's now we're to up to eight grand in year three, year three. Got it. If you went to one of your uncles when you're 25 years old, 26 years old, and you say, Unc, I saved eight grand. I know you do real estate. Can I go in on a deal with you? Just one deal. And all I'm looking to get back out of it is my eight grand plus another eight grand. You can keep the rest of it. I want to flip my money in a deal. But I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do everything you need me to do. But I trust your experience and what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. I'm putting some bread in. I'm not asking you to give me a free ride. Right. Or let's say you can't even do that. Can I work a part-time gig? Can I drive Uber and save my Uber money?
0: All right. we're, we're trying to double our money again.
1: Yeah. But I'm trying, can I save eight grand from driving Uber, delivering Lyft? I guess. Uh, doing groceries, shipped, all of those things. Okay. DoorDash. But let's say you got a
0: side hustle. All right. Yeah. Somewhere grand. in there. An eight yeah. grand.
1: Yes. Now what I got going into year four,
0: so we've got sixteen grand. Yeah, total because
1: we put yeah. in the eight. Yep. All right, we're at sixteen grand again. At the at going into year four, got so it. That's one,
0: zero, one, two, three, four. Got it. Right. So I'm up to sixteen grand in year four.
1: All right. So maybe I didn't um, do the house flip. My uncle was like, "Hey, man, that ain't enough money," but I saw you went out there and you drove some uber how much you how much you got? And he said, Well, I got sixteen thousand now because I saved all of my Uber and Doordash money mm-hmm. from my regular job, and I put my tax return in there, so I got sixteen grand. He said,' all right, sixteen grand, we could do something right i got I got a project. We could do something. Good. Do you think working with housing prices now and an experienced uncle? That's doing his thing. And you still driving Uber.
2: You think you can double that 16 grand to 32. I'm, I'm still working. I'm investing with my uncle. Maybe, maybe. Right. But,
1: but got, 32 grand is not, not no chump change. I understand. But guess what? I've already been building. I already been saving. Yeah. I've already been working an extra job and saving all of that from the, and you don't you
0: don't know. Yeah. You, I, Absolutely, You've, you're living already off of the money that you're living off of, Yeah. and now the extra you're going to put back into this fund.
1: Yeah, we just saving.
0: All right, so that's now thousand
1: dollars a month. Can I make that extra two hundred fifty dollars yeah. a week yeah. driving Uber? All right, so now we're at thirty two thousand. Thirty two thousand. Now my uncle thinks I'm serious. He like, look, you do that we didn't end up doing that deal, but you got thirty two grand. We're in your, what? this going into year 6 right Yep. okay
0: how much we got no that's actually year 5 I'm doing the 32 grand
1: yeah we, we that's at the so end we're going year into
0: five. year 6 yes sir
1: going into year 6 so now I got 32,000 i've been reading books i've been learning a lot of stuff still driving uber still doing all those things but i'm learning i put in the 5 years of learning right about what i want to be doing I go to my uncle now. My thirty-two grand. He's like, "Dude, you serious about this? Let's go. I'm gonna put in fifty percent. You're gonna put in fifty percent. This is a great deal. We're gonna be able to flip this." Yeah. Now I'm at sixty-four. If I can flip that by buying a property by doing no, that actually like. by leveraging your uncle's other thirty-two grand, you're able to exactly working yeah. with somebody else's money and his right. experience. Right. Right. So once we do that one deal, and he saw that I'm a hard worker and then I'm still doing what I need to do, I got 64 grand. You In think equity. Like, just, huh? 64 grand in equity? Yeah, I got 64 grand total.
2: Cause
0: oh, okay, because like I got 32, house. His 32, yes, got you.
1: Right? Yes. So going into year seven, how much do I have? 64,000 in year seven. I did one house. I probably could flip a second one.
0: Yeah, once you get in.
1: Yeah, well, my uncle, he may do two deals next year and let me participate in two because mm-hmm. I got more money and he worked with me before and I could do all the grunt work that he hates doing. I still get raises from my job that I ain't touched. I'm still keeping my, this is just from saving and working Uber or doing something on the side. Yeah, I ain't doing the no Uber no more, bro. But, but you understand what I mean. There's opportunities you. out there for people to design things on Fiverr. They can join TSP and learn how to start a little side hustle. Yes, there's, sir. There's opportunities for people to make $1,000 a month yes, in sir. their spare time. Uh, there's just no excuse.
0: There really isn't. Right?
1: Now, hold on.
0: Now, I just want to make sure this thirty-two grand that I'm going to use to leverage to buy this home for the first flip comes from this IRA.
1: It's inside of the IRA still. Okay. Cause once I put it in there, I can't touch it. So how do I use it to buy the house? I don't get that. Because problem. I go through my third party administrator and I tell them what I'm doing and they distribute it the same way that they would distribute it into a mutual fund. When you switch mutual funds, how do you do that? You talk uh-huh. to your HR person and yeah. they make the change. It's they the same it. process. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Without getting Uh, too deep into details, I get, but
1: but yeah, but you just go through your, your, that custodian that I showed you. It's basically the
0: the main thing when that happens is you can't get the check personally. Exactly. I can't touch the money anymore. Right. That's the main thing. Okay. Fantastic. Got
1: it. it? But I can make deposits. Right. So now I got 64 man. I probably, I'd have done two homes
2: with my uncle. I'm going to try one of these on my own. Mm Now I'm at 128. Right? If I can continue what I've learned over my
1: seven years of beating my head in and learning how to save, because here's the thing. If I got $128,000 from from a come up in one year, I don't Mm -hmm. appreciate money. My respect for money, because I got it too easily. My respect ain't there for it, right? But if it if it takes me seven, seven years, years to get to one hundred and twenty eight grand, and somebody come to me saying, "Put this in the susu, and we gonna flip it next week," yeah, because I on a Facebook page. I ain't doing that because I knew how hard it was for me to get this to, to get begin there.
0: with. Yeah.
1: So now I'm a disciplined
2: investor. Hmm. But I I had to eat boo boo for seven years. Right. Yeah. So I keep. I just do more of what I was already doing. Instead of doing two houses a year, I do four. Now I got enough to buy a multiplex.
1: I could buy a 12 unit. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Right, but I got enough now. So that when I go to uncle and, or aunt, and I say, look, I'm trying to buy this $5 million building. I need to raise a million dollars. Mm. I'm not saying, well, what you putting in? Well, I got, I got 250,000, I'm just right." Here. Now I I got respect when I walk in the room. Makes sense.
0: Much sense.
1: Moral of the story is that if you just do that two more times, you'll end up after 10 years with a millionaire. Yeah. Millionaire. But you got to eat crap for the first seven years to get the discipline to appreciate money and learn how to save and see what are you willing to trade? Can you trade some time? Can you, can you hustle your way into financial independence? Hmm. That's somebody who only started off with a $1,000. Imagine a lot of people that are watching this got 10 grand in the bank right now. Yeah. But they're not willing to eat the crap to double it to, to 20 grand next year. Hmm. And then eat crap again to double it to 40 grand the next year. And then do it again to get to 80. And then do it again. No, they cut four years off. Cause they, that's how long it took him to get up to, you know, he had to go one, two, four, eight, then 16. They cut four years off and they still won't do it. Oh,
2: that's,
1: that's, that's the hard part. Yeah. Because, because Instagram and everything has told us that you get this 15 year old made six figures overnight. Yeah. Whatever business. Look, yeah, man, whatever. six figures is cool, but people got six-figure salaries with none of the risk of running a business. <laughs> like, that ain't really a, The goal should not be... Bro, there. stop, stop. I mean, but you get it. Like, it's like, dude, oh, we run a six-figure... Dude, like, people got six-figure salaries with none of the... All head. day, all what day. What are you talking about, you know? So, but that's the point. Like, anybody who is listening to this, they got a nephew, or if they're, if they're not where they want to be, right now as a person, they got a thousand bucks. Are you committed to doing this, being there in 10 years? Are you willing to eat crap if it was guaranteed that you could be a millionaire in 10 years? Yes. With no fancy, borrow against life insurance and all this crap. You can do this outside of a Roth IRA, just do it in your checking account. You're gonna have to pay some taxes on it. But if you're doing it through real estate, you don't. Because you can do the the like-kind exchanges, rolling it from one building to another. Yes, sir. So I mean, people look, man. Ain't no reason for nobody to be broke. That's the moral of the story, you know. Damn. But it just takes discipline. Are you willing to eat crap? You
0: well, know? that's the reason. Yeah. That's the reason.
1: I'm. I'm. I was just willing to eat crap. <laughs> you know, people laugh at me. Oh man, you drive that. You was driving that old car. Why mm-hmm.
2: you care about it? You cared about it. Hmm. If you didn't evidently you didn't care enough, you didn't buy me a new one.
1: But moral of the story is, there's there's a lot of financial information that isn't gimmicky, you know, um, that people can really benefit from if they just took the time, right? Just took the time and and looked through it. But Roth four hundred one k, Roth self directed Roth four hundred one k's self directed Roth IRAs. those are the keys to wealth building. And you don't have to start a business to build wealth. Um, most of the people that are millionaires did it through a 401k. They and did real estate job. Yeah but, they, yeah, but a lot yeah. of them just and saved real through their job. Oh right? yeah, 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 you're real right. Real estate is secondary. Most people did it just through forced savings, right? So, you know, if you can do that and do real estate, imagine a yeah. forced savings was invested into real estate, right? Um, my friends they always they always joke with me because i I think that um entrepreneurship has been the greatest creator of black wealth uh-huh. and the greatest destroyer of black wealth. Hmm. Um, it's both because so many black folks they become entrepreneurially unemployable like myself right 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 so you you've been in business so long if you go apply for a job, nobody wants to hire you. nobody wants like bother. dude you just gonna go back and run another business right. Yeah. Or you destroy the family's money, and you know you the momentum that you had built up over those fifteen years of saving, you used it, you blew the equity in your house, and all this. Just keep the job and keep going. So I, I know I made that post. I'm like, dude, y'all even six figure jobs to Yes. Make forty thousand dollars as an entrepreneur? Yeah.
0: The y'all average crazy. entrepreneur
1: makes forty three grand a year.
0: That was so good. <laughs> Just that's saying. so good.
1: I ain't leaving my six-figure job again. I did it once. I ain't doing it again. I'm speaking from experience. I had a six-figure work-from-home job working for Farmers Insurance in 2007. Uh-huh. And I left it to chase a dream. Worst decision of my life. Wow. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody no, that's what I want to
0: talk about. That's the kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, man. <coughs> Worst
2: decision of my life. But you're free. Okay, are you? <laughs> you
1: know, everybody That's has good. a boss. See, you, you, everybody has a boss. When you have a job, you have one customer. You sold your services to one customer. Mm-hmm. You just happen to call him a boss, but you probably would appreciate the job more if you called him a customer, right? Yeah. Because just by that paradigm shift, you don't see him as telling you what to do. You see him as a customer needing to be served. So we leave to go get a, to start a business and have a instead of a hundred thousand dollar job, we have a thousand customers paying us a hundred dollars. Right. But we got to serve a thousand people. They got a thousand different attitudes on mm. and a thousand different forms of payment. And there's no yes. law if they choose not to pay us anymore. No. Nope. if my boss decides not to pay me anymore, sue him. at least I'm fired. But if, if I did the services, he has to pay me and I can sue him. Guess what? He can't go on Glassdoor and write a review saying I'm a crappy employee. But your customers at your business can definitely go on Google. They sure will. Your job ain't shit. (laughs) They sure will. I'm just being real. Like, hey man, it it ain't all rosy on the other side because somebody made an Instagram, TikTok about it. Right. No, ain't no life is life is tough, man. Business is even tougher.
0: It is tough.
1: You know? So but Great, great conversation today, man. I don't know if this is all you wanted to talk about. Oh, my gosh, yeah, bro. people, you know.
0: My mind is blown. I can't even, dang. See, and if I would have asked you, I said, man, here's what we're going to talk about. This would have never came out.
1: Yeah, well, we'd have been talking about, like, people getting on podcasts and stuff.
0: Yeah, like we that. that's what we'd have been ended up at. and then And you know what? You know, I want to reserve that for another time if we could. Yeah, we can talk about it sure. a different time. It's not a big deal. We've got, think this got is to do that.
1: For. This but is super this, duper helpful for people.
0: This, this, this was fire, man. And I really appreciate you taking the time, explaining it so we could understand it, digest it, and really start putting this into play, you know, so 10 years from now we can have people pointing back to this one episode you know, and saying this is why I'm a millionaire because I got the discipline and I started eating boo-boo for four years. That's it.
1: <laughs> that but it's was worth good. it, you know, on the other side, you know. And a lot of the guys that are out there talking about, you know, build your own bank, and bank on yourself. Yeah. Those guys are my clients. So I know those guys personally. And I don't think that what they're saying is wrong. I just don't think that it's for everybody. Right. So I think it's a wealth, prev- wealth preservation tool using life mm-hmm. insurance that way. I don't think it's a wealth Builder. Brilliant. Cause they didn't build their money through that. Ask them how they got their money. They, they built it through running a business. They didn't build it through, putting it in the freaking life insurance.
0: No. Damn. All
1: right. Now, if people want to follow you, where do they go, Ron? So a couple of things they can do. The first thing they can do is they can follow me on all platforms under Ron Story, Jr. R O N S T O R Y J R, right? And if you're looking for a side hustle where you can do something on the side, go to podcastbookingservice.com, and we'll show you how to set up your own podcast booking agency. You can do it from home if you're a single mom or you want to travel the world. Um, the, the young lady who's who teaches the course, she uh, moved from St. Louis to Columbia. She travels around the world now, five employees um, booking people on podcasts. That's all that she do. So a lot of the people y'all seeing on podcasts, uh-huh. they were booked by my girl, by, by one of our agency owners. So, you know. Awesome. Yeah, all right. So.
0: That's what we're going to do, man. All right, folks. We out of here for now. Do what you just heard. You've got to do this, man. All right, Ron. Thank you so much, brother. Peace Talk out. Thanks for tuning in to The Smartest Podcast. I hope you found that conversation helpful and inspiring. So be sure to subscribe and do not miss any future episodes. Until next time, enjoy your journey of success. Thanks for listening.